on your body and let us get you back to balance. I had to leave my parents. I had to move schools. I don't know anyone here. Everything keeps changing. Why is this happening to me? I'm sure glad you're here. Advocate for an abused or neglected child in your community. There's a child in foster care waiting for a CASA volunteer like you. Find a program near you at louisianacasa.org. Sponsored by Louisiana CASA. Not all kids with crooked teeth can afford braces. Luckily, there's donated orthodontic services from the American Association of Orthodontists. Kids who qualify can be matched with a volunteer orthodontist. Visit aaoinfo.org. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He has not put lotion. Yeah. And we've been here for two hours. You know, growing up poor, man, this is a different story. My mom would get the cooking oil. Oh, Lord. I know. Not... Hey man, not you inflammable. She would get the the normal Crisco thing and put it on me, and I go off to school. Face just shining. <laughs> Your rap name is Little Crisco. <laughs> GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. 800-998-1003. Go check them out. Also, Lakeview Massage and Therapy. Check them out as well. Remember, mention the sports hangover if you need any of those services, and you get a discount, 10%, just by saying you heard it on the show and you know about it from the show. (laughs) Got a lot to get into here. Talk a little two-lane football as their bowl game is literally around the corner after we welcome you officially to the end of your work week. Indeed, we're looking forward to the weekend, and welcome aboard. It's Gus Kattengill with you at GCAT underscore 17. The way to follow, Nick Harrison, professor, will be joining us. He will give us a couple of questions of the day. We've been talking Pelicans taking on the 76ers. Philly favorite in this game. It is a sellout. The Brooklyn Nets game is already a sellout as well. The team announcing that yesterday as that will be the next home game after Houston and Andrew Lopez from ESPN saying that that Houston game is already very close to a sellout already (laughs) tonight makes nine sellouts on the season a full week of straight sellouts so if they sell out that Houston game that'll be sellout 10 Brooklyn's already sold out then they go on the road Dallas Washington Boston Detroit Cleveland it's a two-week road trip there See how they do when they come back. And it's the Miami Heat. And then on the road for two. And then Denver, Minnesota, Washington. Then going back on the road into February. And then the Lakers. Saturday, February 4th. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that that's gonna be a sellout. I'm gonna say that that's gonna be a sellout would be my guess. What do you think? I think that would be a sellout coming up on Saturday, February. Will, will LeBron be on the Lakers? Uh, well, he's, he's talking out there. Could he want to trade and get on out of there? I don't know. 800-998-1003, the upper cervical family chiropractic hotline. We can talk about that. And, of course, we are also going to talk about the Saints. They get ready to take on the Eagles. And yesterday's Thursday injury report, Alvin Kamara, again, did not practice. Personal reasons. Now, Nick Underhill, New Orleans.Football, said, hey, Nothing to worry about there, especially since some people saw on his Instagram account, he went dark, as in wiping everything like it's blank. There's nothing on there. They're saying, relax, it's all good. Marshawn Lattimore, limited again. Limited yesterday. It's been limited in the past. 
couple of weeks here, are we going to see him? Now, safety Marcus May with a shoulder hasn't practiced this week, Wednesday or Thursday. That likely means he's not going to play, right? Chris Olave with a hamstring was limited. Andres Pete with an ankle didn't practice both days. Ryan Ramchek, illness, didn't practice Wednesday, limited yesterday. Dwayne Washington, illness, hasn't practiced both days. Pete Werner, hamstring, was limited for both days as well. Pete Carmichael spoke yesterday, and there was something he said that, you know, again, it just it, it's just going to be this with him and Alvin in, in particular. He was asked on Alvin Kamara's lack of snaps at receiver this season. Like, what are you talking about? He's a running back. Well, you know, receiver. We've seen him lined up outside. Just, it's the finding ways to get your best player or one of your best players or one of your best options, the football. His response. Well, I think this, you know, as part of that is, is uh, you know, we've had opportunities to maybe, you know, throw the ball to him out of the backfield and maybe a certain coverage didn't get him the ball to go there. Um, again, we haven't had a a ton of super amount of plays uh, throughout the course of the season. Really, the last several games, we end up with you know 60 snaps. But uh, he's he's a big part of it. Uh, you know, it's it's not part of the play. I mean, we have plays in that are designed for that every week. It's just uh, whether I just haven't called them, or we haven't gotten to them, or maybe uh, the look hasn't let the ball go in his direction. So there's probably several reasons. Oh boy, you know what that reminds me of, huh? So we bring in the professor Nick Harrison. Uh, at least Pete Carmichael gave me three reasons as to what there is a reason that Alvin Kamara hasn't gotten it, but it all just kind of sounds like for whatever reason to me. And it's a phrase that absolutely makes my stomach clinch. I, I start rubbing my temples. It, it, it is it is literally the phrase that I, I cannot stand to hear from a coach. I, I just I can't stand hearing it. From a coach. I can't. I can't stand hearing it. You know, maybe I just didn't call the plays. Maybe it's the formations. Maybe it's how the game is being. I, it's all, it's all short for, for whatever reason, right? I mean, like, I need a, I need a reason. I need a reason. When the Pelicans lost four straight, Willie Green, here's your reason. Zion Williamson, here's your reason. Didn't rebound, didn't do like, give me a reason. Don't, well, you know, maybe I didn't call it. Why didn't you call the play? I just, so it's basically, in the words of the great John Popper from Blues Traveler, why you want to give me the runaround? Because that's all they're doing is giving you the runaround. They're moving you back and forth one place to the other and not giving you any real yeah. reasons because there's no – I mean, when you Now I got are, a harmonica uh, in my head. head. Thank you. Now I got that one. Now I got that when you're a head coach, assistant coach, if you're a fan, you want accountability from the guys who are in charge. And making saying stuff like that is not taking accountability for the things that are happening on the field because it starts with you. And I think Saints fans want to hear that accountability, especially in such a pivotal moment in the season where you're going, even though, you know, Gardner Minshew is probably going to be starting again. Even, <laughs> even though you're going to be playing against an Eagles team that doesn't have their head guy, you still – you're still playing against the Eagles, still playing against the team that's looking to be the number one seed in the NFC, and you're fighting to win the division. <laughs> so this is a big matchup for the Saints this week. <laughs> I'm not even listening to you. I just, I just, just full disclosure, I am completely into this song now. <laughs> Me too. I can't help it. It's one of my karaoke go tos. I'm not gonna lie. Do you harmonica? It's one of harmonica. I pretend, you pretend real well. You pretend real well. Yeah, they have the harmonica and the karaoke tracks. So I don't have to do it. You know what? I maybe that's the new nickname for Pete, the harmonica. Playing you a little tune. A, oh, when all the uh, when all the whole time he's just giving you the runner. <laughs> that's all you can do is just. I mean, honestly, that's all you can do. I understand now why the Joker just laughs out of pure insanity, right? Because you're so you get so nuts. You just what else are you gonna do? Here it is. Yeah, there it is. The runaround. Um. <laughs> But no, no, I mean, because I, I think, look, and I play that, and I'm not trying to take it out of context, and I promise I'm not trying to pile on any. It's just, I, I got to imagine, I, I understand, I see, I can understand why a Saints fan is sitting there going, huh, right? I mean, to, to where, like, your shoulders just kind of slump here. When you mm-hmm. hear the man who's in charge of calling the plays, he's like, you know, maybe I just didn't do this. or I, He doesn't know. Like, there's no plan, there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, I just, 
and, and that's that's the thing that's crazy, man, because you you've brought it up where, you know, I think it was the phrase that you kept using that sometimes you can, you know, <coughs> be elevated to a position. I'm sorry. General D said it where you can be elevated to a position where you're no longer as successful or somebody that's competent to it. Right. I mean, by getting promoted, maybe maybe that's just not your thing, you know, to be. Able yeah. to it's different. And, you know, maybe he is good at concept and helping come up with plans, but on the spot, on the fly, as it goes, man, I get it. And that's not a knock on him. It's just in terms of this, it is hard. And that's why very few are really good at it. And look, it's not just him. It's not just him. We've talked about this during the season. We talked about when Leo Haggerty's come on. I mean, Tampa's beat reporters openly tweet during the game in the second quarter, can they fire Byron Leftwich? I mean, i never seen that before. People that cover yeah. the team and their bloggers and, you know, they're locked on Bucks people. I mean, they literally, Byron Leftwich is terrible. Yet it's crazy outside of there. People like, hey, you know, give me Byron Leftwich or bring him as a head coach to other teams. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I, have you watched a Bucks game or follow Bucks, you know, reporters? Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm getting at. It's not just the Saints. I mean, everyone talks about play calling, right? Everybody. No one's happy when the yeah. play doesn't work. So there is a level of that. I'm just specifically saying this is one of those instances where, like, if we, we, we're talking basketball, like Willie Green, I played that bite this morning when he said, mm-hmm. hey, I have rules. But when a player's doing that, you get out the way. I mean, like, there's yeah. certain things that make sense. 41 on the field helps you win. Find a way. Like, that's your job. Find a way. Yeah, and they should be able to find a way. And I know that there are different schemes, different ways that they can find them. You know, you got to implement him more. You got to implement Taysom more. Mm-hmm. You got to find them. But they find ways to get Taysom involved in the offense, lining them up in different positions, mm-hmm. sending them on different routes, and having them at quarterback at at some points. You know, he threw that bomb to Shahid a couple weeks ago, and, uh it, you know, that should have been a wake up call to them and some of the the performances that Alvin Kamara has had in spots during the season should tell you what works what doesn't work so why don't we implement those things more in the offense and try to get both of those guys more involved because those are two big time players in yeah. the on the, in the offense is it when you have weapons like those two like Jawan Johnson like Chris Olave coming back who's at practice this week uh like Jarvis Landry when you have those guys who are on the offensive side of the ball and you can use them to your advantage, you need to find ways to get them involved. And that's something that Sean Payton would do all the time. He would find ways on the offensive side to get those guys involved, and that's what Pete Carmichael and Dennis Allen should be doing right now, but they're not. And that's the frustrating part for Saints fans is that you see the potential. You saw the potential before the season even started of what this team could do, and they have nowhere near lived up to that expectation and potential, even though you still have a lot of those key players still there. So why? Why is aren't these things working? Why aren't you able to do these things? Why? That's why the people are asking them. Why are you not doing this? Why isn't Alvin Kamara getting lined up at receiver? Keep why going. isn't he Give getting the touches one. at? at this, why is he not getting the touches at running back? This sounds like, like the very first. Why aren't you playing Jameis Winston? This sounds like, like the very first 2023 professor song. I mean, we haven't had one in a while. <laughs> why? You know, get, is, what, what is it? Uh, what, Tell me why. Yeah. Tell Annie, me why. Annie Lennox sings Tell it. Tell me right? why. why yeah. Just, I mean, there's got to be a couple of songs that are why. I mean, why you, doesn't <laughs> he play? Tell me why. Let me go ahead and write that. Let I me mean, go ahead. Jot it. For Monday. Yeah, jot that down. We, we well, jot it down. Tuesday. Tell we're, me we're, why. No show Monday, but Tuesday. Yes. That's right. No show Monday. Tuesday. Tuesday. The first show of the new we year. We will have a tell we me why. <laughs> tell me why. Tell me why. Hopefully. <laughs> it will be after a win. Ain't nothing but Just a heartbreak. Like this past Is that week. new kids? No, not new that's, kids. Uh, that's back, Backstreet. Boys. Yeah, it's one of them. Backstreet. Okay, tell me yeah. why. Yeah, <laughs> we can do new kids. No, I know the new kids. I like so that though. No, no, kids. you're right though. But it already says it. Tell me why won't Camara get the ball? See, you're better at it. But yes, yeah. <laughs> tell me why. <laughs> tell me why. There's something there. Can't James take us? A budding artist. No, I, dude. Tell- you, so, just so many questions surrounding this team. You have a three considering minute song. that there's, there you go. We got a whole thing. It's not uh, even like a shortened, like one minute. We got a whole three minute of why isn't this yeah. happening? Why isn't that happening? Tell, you know, we want to know. 
And that's why people keep asking, why aren't they lining up? Why isn't he lining up at receiver? Why isn't he getting touches? Why, why isn't this happening? Why, why isn't that happening? Why? Like, why? Why, why? is Andy Dalton your starter? Why? Like, why? <laughs> we want to know. And nobody's telling us a thing because maybe the next one should be the runaround. Do tell me why, and then we do the run we'll do the, right after that. Well, you know, because what? they go right handed. It's gonna be a lot of songs, a lot, a lot of songs coming up. A lot of songs. Uh, I think in the final two weeks. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Go over the questions of the day. We'll chat again uh, at forty-five. Okay, your questions of the day today on the Sports Hangover with Gus Cat and Gill. Of course, we want to know about your predictions, not just about the Saints game, but also for the Tigers as they take on Purdue, and of course the Green Wave uh, in their big time New Year's Six bowl game. So we want to know why, you know, what are your, oh, I'm going back into the song. Tell me why. We want to know your score predictions for all of these bowl games, but we also want to know what you think the, the outcome is going to be, your score prediction, all of that stuff. Also, what was the, dang it, what was the second question of the day? Cause I don't even have them written down in front of me right now. I know about the one with all the, 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 the bowl games. Add, add that, add that to the tell me why. Tell me why we can't then, remember all the, <laughs> tell, tell like me 50. why we can't remember all this stuff. All the questions of the day. All of the bowl games. New Year's resolutions. Give me some the New, new Year's, Year's resolutions. resolutions. What are your New Year's resolutions for the Saints and the Pels? Yes. We'd like to know. Comment on the Twitter page, <laughs> ESPN Radio NOLA, or give us a call on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line at 800-998-1003. That's the professor. Mr. Nick Harrison will chat with him again later this hour. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Wow, it's that time of year again at Craig LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Great deals like never before. Never before. Shop now for a huge selection of new Toyotas in stock and more arriving daily. Great dealer discounts on all the new and pre-owned Toyotas in stock. Get two years free maintenance too. Just click and save at GregLeBlancToyota.com. But you've got to hurry to take advantage of these great prices. Greg's got the deals as your low price leader. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, 220 South Hollywood Road in Homa. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-size problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. LA 20-11133. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. looking, firing over the middle. It is incomplete! Tyler Scott dropped it at the 30. Tulane gets it, and Tulane is moving on to the AAC championship game. Oh, man, and then they go on to win it, and by winning it, they go to the Cotton Bowl. Corey Glor, voice of the Tulane Green Wave, has been busy as of late. Little hoops, little football coming on Monday. I still think that was one of the, not only best calls, man, but just, just finishes this season. So many moments when you look back at it, but... In hostile territory, making the play, the defense, which was a storyline all season, Corey. I, I still go back to that game and think that was a massive, massive win, even more so than, than winning the conference championship game. Good afternoon to you, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, Gus. Good to talk to you again. It's been, you know, having the benefit of a month 
off yeah. before the Cotton Bowl here, you can <laughs> kind of reminisce on what the season has been. And, and yeah, that Cincinnati game and going into that building and winning it like that, uh, that's certainly a standout. And I say that because you come back the next week and, look, you're going to face a, a familiar opponent. You played better in the second half. You, but you felt that momentum, Corey. Like, you felt that momentum from that Cincinnati game. You're just like, they're not losing this game, you know? And But that Cincy game was to get to that point to make it the next biggest game. And and when you look back at the season and in that weeks, you know, that follow whether or not you're going to have your quarterback coming back, whether or not Coach Fritz is coming back, all of that, for them to have that, uh, it's incredible to think that here we are wrapping up the calendar year and where Tulane football is. Yeah, it's been, uh, boy, it's been crazy, hasn't it? And it's, you know, having now all the accolades being thrown to Tulane here, both locally and now nationally with the stage that they're about to be on Monday, uh, it's kind of still a pinch yourself situation. The fact that we're talking about a a run like this, a conference championship like this, and now a New Year's Six bowl game that's about to happen. And so I, I think this is you know, I, I go back to, to seeing the fans on the field after winning the, the conference championship, yeah. Gus, and I know that, you know, it wasn't just the students. I heard from a lot of fans and a lot of those players who were on the field that heard from fans that were in their, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s that wound up on the field that said they've been waiting for that day for a long time and, and how much it meant to so many people and, and really brought this this program back to this city. I mean, you've been around longer than I have. And so it felt like a a true moment that uh, has been building for two and a half decades. And now, you know, we'll, we'll see how it gets capped off, but the fact they get to do this at a cotton bowl of all places to try and really push this across the finish line for a season that won't ever be forgotten. That that's something special. And that's obviously, you know, to use an analogy, and I guess it's just because I'm staring at it in my kid's room in here, and I have all the Harry Potter books, but it's like sort of having that first successful book, and now everybody wants, you know, the sequels to do well. Well, it's the same thing with the movie, and that's going to be obviously the storyline next year moving forward. How do you parlay that? But a game like Monday is that final chapter, right? I mean, I know you've had the season, you're a conference champ. But the ability to be able to face a, a team like USC looks like, obviously, with Caleb Williams, the Heisman winner. And if you can pull that win off, man, it, it is. It would be big for this program, wouldn't it? Yeah, it it, it'd be huge. I mean, it, it, there, there's no other way around it. Now, it, your program's already at the point where you know, you're kind of hovering in the stratosphere with what they've been able to pull off this year and with what the league is about to turn into next year. You, you feel like you're in a position to really move forward and become something really great in, in this league. And now if you can pull off a win Monday against USC and a Heisman Trophy winner of all people and of all teams, right. you, you go from stratosphere to ionosphere, whatever is higher than the stratosphere here. Because now now everyone starts really keying in on the, the future of this program, and it's no fluke that you went through uh, the American to get here you're you're beating big boys to get to this point um and and that can you know that bodes well for recruiting that Mm -hmm. bodes well for interest that bodes well for just keeping the focus and keeping the momentum forward um it's already going to head that direction uh and now if a win on Monday can be pulled off then you are you're full steam ahead well and and I also think from this standpoint it's coming you know I mean it's 2023 in a couple of days in 2024, if you win the American Athletic Conference, if you're ranked high enough and you're doing well, you will play in the college football playoffs. So, yeah, I think this is on so many different levels, too. Where Where is that next step you got to go? You're, you're going to be facing recruits in a program that's been recruiting for championships and playing for championships. It's a different level, right? It's a different level of expectation. All those different things, different level of athletes. I think it's such a good way to play and see it in Jerry's world and do all that because Corey realistically now Tulane has a path at the very least to be a team that can be competitive enough to be invited and get a spot not invited but earn a spot in the college football playoff in two seasons yeah it's getting clearer you just got to make sure you push the right buttons to get to that point in the next two years and that's you know, you know I, I focus a little bit on the signing days. I don't really dive headlong into that until season's approach and those classes come in. But 
that the class that Tulane just brought in a few weeks ago is very highly regarded and has beaten a lot of Power 5 teams in terms of some of the rankings and Mm -hmm. some of the flips that they got to come to Tulane. And so you're starting to get that foundation again re-solidified for the next coming years. And then it's it's not just the recruiting, it's it's the coaching staff and keeping Coach Fritz around. Uh, that I mean, that's the biggest move I think made the, so far in the last you know three years of this program. And then, you know, making sure everything above that is in lockstep, and, and the administration and the school administration and the, the, the fan base, the alums, and everything moving forward to ensure that Tulane football yeah. is not you know a one year flash in the pan, but with two years from now and the playoff opening up to 12 teams and you know this year would have been a playoff year if this system right. was already in place i mean the, the pathway is there and now it's just got to all be put together and all be harmonious here over the next couple of years to ensure that tulane is not just you know a curiosity in the biggest turnaround in college football history but something that has some true staying power i think chris hampton staying around and, and doing the job that he's done is a big storyline this season he's Going to have his, uh, his work cut out against Caleb Williams in USC as we kind of look forward to that game on Monday, man. What what do you see in numbers? What do you see in what this guy's been able to do this year and what Coach Hampton and, and the Wave defense is going to have to do? Well, the way that Chris Hampton's defense has operated is that they do such a good job keeping everything in front of them. And so the big plays have rarely been there against this defense. Now, USC is a big play offense. They do have... From what we are understanding, Caleb Williams looks like he's going to be good to go on Monday. There was question about his hamstring in the Pac-12 championship game, but all reports out of L.A. seem to say he's going to be giving it a go on Monday. And so you're going to be seeing the most dynamic player in the nation, and not just with his arm, but the way he moves and his mobility, and he's a dazzler when he's in open space. And that has given Tulane trouble. Running quarterbacks have given Tulane trouble this year, and so... You know, that's focus one, focus two, focus three, frankly, is what you can do against the legs of Caleb Williams. And if you're able to bottle him up, are you able to keep everything in front of you with those big play threats? You don't have Jordan Addison to worry about. He's injured. The top wide receiver for USC is not going to go. Some of the offensive linemen that USC has leaned on, they're not available. And so can get a little bit more of a rush on Caleb Williams. And if you get that, can you keep him contained, or is there going to be some broken plays downfield for him to really use his legs? And so it, it all starts with him. That's how USC has gotten to where they were and on the doorstep of the playoff. And if you can somehow rein him in, uh, then you're going to like where you sit come yeah. 4 o'clock on Monday. USC's defense has been able, uh, to, I guess you could score on them. I mean, they haven't been one of their their brighter spots this season. And I think Tulane's offense been able to show whether it's the run game, whether it's the pass game to the tight end or receivers, they can move the ball up and down the field. We talked about Caleb Williams and the attention being on that. This is a, this is a big spotlight for um, for Michael Pratt as well, right, who's decided to come back and play another season, having a good showing here, showing he can go play against defense like this. Man, it's a big game for him, I think. And I think they can have success. I think Tajay Spears, man, can can really have an impact in this game. Yeah, I did too, Gus. I think if he's able to do what he's done, well, frankly, most of the year, but especially the back two-thirds of the year, um, that allows Tulane to, frankly, slow the game down a little bit more and give USC less possessions offensively if Tajay Spears can just keep on doing what he's been doing. But if if that gets sewn up, then you have Michael Pratt, who had a, just a dynamite conference championship game, both with his legs and definitely through the air, and you're right, the USC defense, they have a lot of turnovers, but they are susceptible to big play breakdowns. Utah showed you that in the Pac-12 championship, and only 11 teams around the country have missed more tackles than USC has this year. And so even if there's initial contact downfield, these wide receivers have shown over the year, Gus, that they can make plays happen after catch, and that happened a lot against US or UCF in the championship game. And so, I mean, there, there are going to be openings right now against this USC defense. The, the one counter to that, USC will have bigger athletes, faster athletes, the Pac-12 athletes, and, and blue blood program athletes that Tulane hasn't really had to combat with much this year. And so the athleticism of the USC defense will come into play, 
But will this the smart, savvy offense that Michael Pratt's been able to run this year counteract that? I think there will be plenty of opportunities for that to happen. Should be fun, man. I know Southwest had a ton of cancellations. That is probably one of the easiest airlines to go to Dallas. I know American do as well. So I know a lot of people have been traveling and going there. I saw Maddie arrive there. So it should be a good crowd, man. Do you, do you think a lot of Wave fans are making their way to Dallas? You know, I've heard from a lot that are, that are going to be out there. And I certainly hope that the chaos of travel this week won't negate some of those plans. I mean, it's, it's not a far drive. You just got to, you know, put your mind to it a little bit to get up to Arlington if, if that has to happen. But, um, you know, gosh, I mean, the, the, the excitement around what's happening here is, um, it's hard to really compare to anything else that Tulane football has had in recent memory. And so, I have heard from a lot of people about them making the trek to Arlington for Monday. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I hope it's going to be a big crowd. I, I will imagine the enthusiasm of the Tulane crowd is going to be maybe the better of the two fan bases that is going to be in that building on Monday because how USC feels about being in this game as opposed to the playoff right. um, is, is pretty is an obvious storyline here. And so, um, gosh, it, it could be the culmination uh, of a year that, very few saw coming, and very few of us are going to forget. You know, you're. Um, I got to imagine you, you called the game last night at Cincinnati. We're going to start talking men's hoops here in a bit. You went down uh, 88-77 to open up conference play. You got Memphis though on Sunday, so you're you're private jetting it to Dallas, right? Can Way fans catch a ride with you on the private jet? You know, I, I am for sale. Um, <laughs> there is no money. There's no amount I'll turn down. But but yes, there there is a there is a flight housing not just me but Tulane uh, folks leaving Sunday night for Dallas. Oh man, uh, you're, you're busy, dude. Thank you so much for fitting us in. We will start talking basketball here in a quick second. Monday, it's going to be something, huh? When you get in that booth, you you see the gargantuan screen in Jerry's world and the Tulane Green Wave are taking on USC. Man, it, it, enjoy it and then uh, get at it because we'll be listening. Thank you, Gus. Happy New Year. Yep, Happy New Year to you as well. Mr. Corey Glor, voice of the Tulane Green Wave. Hey, Leo Haggerty has just gotten a hold of us. He's ready to go. He does not want to miss the show. So we will talk NFC South with him next. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New York. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more game time, more first times, more crunch time, more face time, and more party time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-687-5192. That's 800-687-5192. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-687-5192. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Our focus is to get you back to work, Louisiana. I'm Sine Villavaso. Come into our office. We have the resources and services you need. The people who work here have the passion to do the work. One thing we want them to know is that they matter. There is a great need here in the city of New Orleans. One of the things that we're trying to do here is provide opportunities. We're ready to get the citizens of New Orleans back to work. Find out how the Louisiana Workforce Commission can help you at laworks.net. Come on, citizen! What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Yo, Haggerty, I knew you weren't going to let go of the last week of the calendar year without being able to talk a little NFC South and NFL football and college football as well, Leo. How are you feeling, sir? 
not bad, Gus. I had a little bit of a setback this week. I, I got an allergic reaction to mm. one of the medications or something, and I'm fighting that. But hey, if it ain't one thing, it's another, right? <laughs> <laughs> they are, uh, you know what, dude, you're fighting though, man, and we love it. And, and I think it's like anything else, man. It's stuff like this kind of keeps that mind off of all the other stuff, man. So let's get right at it, dude. I, have you watched a lot of these college games or these bowl games? It's, it's been interesting because to me, it's like, it's two sides, right? For some teams, it does matter. And for other teams, it's kind of like, well, you know, we're here for the check, you know, and, and I get it and I understand it, but I go back to a couple years ago when Clemson beat LSU. Debo Sweeney, the Tigers celebrating by beating LSU, an SEC team. It started them being a national contender and team of that nature. We just talked with Corey Glore, voice of the Green Wave. I kind of feel like that is sort of like that for Tulane in USC, right? I mean, I would say USC has visions of the Final Four, a playoff, but for Tulane to show you can play on that level, it can really spark that program to another light. What have you kind of noticed in this college bowl season? You know what, Gus, you're exactly right. It's uh, who wants to be there. And, uh, it, you know, we've, we've got a perfect example of that happening down here in New Year's Day. Well, January 2nd, Mississippi State plays Illinois. And, dear God, well, Mike Leach, the passing, and now Mississippi State has to play a bowl game. Yeah. And uh, my first appearance yesterday was at the press conference for uh, the ReliQuest Bowl, and uh we asked him as a coach, you know, how do you balance the reward of getting to a bowl game with focusing on the business at hand? And Brent Bilma from Illinois had a great answer. He said, hey, you, you just got to find a way to do it. And uh, it, it's all about the players. You know, if they want to be there, fine. But, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy that, uh, you know, everybody talks about, well, this game doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It matters to a lot of people that are on the field. And, uh, you know, some of those guys, that's their last college football game. In fact, it may be their last football game ever. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting when you look at it from that perspective, dude. Um, the final four that is going to be playing here, who you like, man? Who do you think makes it to the national uh, championship game? You know, the chalk looks good. You know, Georgia and uh, Michigan. But I'll tell you what, TCU is the team of destiny. Really? I mean, they're just, they're just playing. If they got a sniff in the fourth quarter, look out. Uh, you know, uh, they they may find a way to get in because Michigan isn't going to run away and hide from you with the passing game. They're going to run it, run it, run it, and that runs the clock. <laughs> now, Ohio State is rested. They've had plenty of time. They backed in by not playing. But Georgia's Georgia. Man, they, they're loaded. And, uh, again, I just want to see Georgia play from behind once. You know, we, we haven't seen that where they had to. So uh, I, I still think it's going to come down to Michigan and uh, and Georgia. Michigan and Georgia. All right. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. The Bulldogs, six-point favorites. Michigan, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. And, again, that game is going to be tomorrow, 3 o'clock, TCU in Michigan, 7 o'clock on, uh, on ESPN, Ohio State, and Georgia. All right, dude. So the next two weeks, I guess it matters. It's important here. The Cardinals did not do Saints fans any favors. They fumbled it away. They gave Brady another chance. What's crazy in looking at that game, man, over there in Arizona was that offense looked like it doesn't know what it's doing and so bad, yet against the Saints, against the Cardinals, when push came to shove and the two-minute sort of offense had to take over, I mean, Tom Brady was Tom Brady. Yeah, it's just it's like anything else. Don't let an NFL team in the game. And again, the Cardinals had a chance to shut the door. And like I texted you, we we, we understand why the Cardinals are that record when that when they they run that daggone crazy pitch to a guy that hasn't been in the game all year. And I'm going, what are they doing? Just right. turn around and give the ball. Turn around and give the ball to the fullback, uh, Connor. I mean, just he's going to get the yard. So it was kind of crazy, but. Uh, Again, most NFL games are not won, they're lost, Gus, and we're seeing that this week, too. Yeah, no doubt. I think when you um, go this week with the rumors, it's interesting how we've had conflicting reports, right? The beginning of this week here in New Orleans, pro football talk, it's Brady and Peyton together again, or together like they wanted to at the end of the year, next year, and then 
Maybe it's New Orleans, and then Jeff Duncan here locally of the paper says, nah, organization's going to double down. Dennis Allen's coming back. What, what do you think and make of that? Because <laughs> I say they've tried twice already, right? They've tried to get Brady here when they didn't know if Drew Brees was going to retire or not. And then after Tampa, I mean, they got fined, right? The Dolphins did for tampering. They they legitimately got in trouble for trying to bring Tom Brady and Sean Payton to Miami. So that's one of the reasons they got in trouble. I mean, like, it, it, it the NFL fined them for that and, and punished yeah. them for it. So that's twice that they've dated. I mean, I, I can't see that if both the free agents, that they don't wind up somewhere. But if they do, where, Leo? Three strikes and you're out like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, it just, I still say that San Francisco is a stopping point for Brady. But again, if you're a general manager, you've looked at his body of work this year, you got to wonder if there's anything left in the tank. Again, he's, he's fourth quarter time. And, and up until then, it's not a pretty sight. And I, I don't know what it is. He's mm-hmm. all of a sudden throwing interceptions, which is unbrady like to say the least. But uh, again, if I'm John Lynch, when I'm sitting there with Jimmy Garoppolo as trade bait, I can bring in Brady for a year and let uh, let everybody else marinate there and uh, see what happens. But I, I don't think Brady has more than a year left. Uh, it, it's starting to go south. You can see that. Hmm. Um, the other thing is the game, of course, against the Panthers. How impressed have you been what Carolina's done for Steve Wilkes, man? They're playing hard. Sam Darnold's not turning the ball over. He's, what, 3-1 and one since taking over Baker Mayfield. I, I think they got a legit, a legit shot of going to Tampa and winning. Oh, absolutely. Again, especially as banged up Tampa is on defense. You know, no Vita Vea, that's a big, big missing piece to that puzzle. But again, uh, I, I expect this game to go into the fourth quarter. I expect it to be very close, and I expect it to come down to the last team with the football. Mm-hmm. The problem right. is, I think it's going to be the Panthers, mm. and uh, it, it's don't be surprised this one doesn't go overtime too. But and the Bucks seem to be stuck on seventeen or nineteen points, so I'm thinking twenty seventeen Panthers. Wow! All right, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Atlanta, they're in action. Poor Falcons, the only team in the in the division that have been officially eliminated. <laughs> they will be taking on the Cardinals. That that's a game where you you really got to follow them to watch, right? Atlanta four and a half point favorites in Atlanta. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you got no reason to watch the Falcons right now. You know, everybody else in the NFC is, is in the in the game, and uh, but again, uh, I, Falcons at home, not a bad football team. I, mm-hmm. I, I think again. It's going to come down to a field goal, and uh, you is tough. So uh, I, I, I think we'll see another very low-scoring game. Again, it was they had three field goals last week, and, and it came up short. I think they're going to come up 16-13, a victory this week. Yep. Nick Sirianni saying uh, we're, 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 we're working through that. He did not want to say today if Jalen Hurts is going to start. Saints at Philly, six-and-a-half-point underdogs. Can the Saints win on Sunday? Yeah, they can. And again, because, you know, the hardest thing to do as a coach is to make sure one loss doesn't fester into two. And again, he's got to get the team back on, on, you know, kilter. And losing Lane Johnson is a big, big hole to fill. So, again, uh, if if I'm Sirianni, I'm still sitting down, Hurts, because – all I got to do is win one more game. But again, and the problem wasn't the quarterback against Dallas. The problem was the defense. You know, they couldn't stop anybody. Plus, two interceptions were about as close to pass interference as you can get and, and weren't called. And I, I'll tell you what, that's, again, another close game. I wouldn't be surprised to see this go down. But I think Philly finds a way. To beat the Saints, and it's going to be like 28-26. All right. Easy enough, man. One other game in the NFL I do want to get your opinion on that I think could be of note and of interest when you look at, I guess, just overall, man. Uh, Bills and Bengals, man, on Monday. I, I think it could be a preview of the AFC Championship game. What do you see in this one at, at Cincinnati? What would it mean for the Bengals to win? Buffalo one oh, and a half point favorite. 
it made a lot for them, made more for Kansas City because now they can be the home field. But uh, again, Gus, <laughs> I, I'm not betting against Josh Allen. I'm sorry, this this guy finds a way to win. Plus, they know that if they win this game, they're gonna probably end up with home field. How would you like to go to Buffalo in January and try to play a game? Oh man, <laughs> that's hopefully it'll, they they won't be under another seven feet of snow, but. Uh, uh, I, I tell you, I think it's going to be a great game. I think the Bills survived, and, and this one may go overtime too. I'm looking for 20, 24 21 Bills. All right, there it is. Leo Haggerty at Sports Magazine, as always, man. Appreciate it. Good to hear that you're out and about this week, and uh, we'll talk to you again next year. See what we did there? Yeah, it's just happy, next week. It's just next week. Yeah, happy <laughs> New Year, Gus. And real quick, I don't know if you caught the uh, information out here. We had a helicopter crash in the. Uh, in Tampa Bay, and yeah. the rescuers were on the jet skis. It just happened to be the backup quarterback, Blaine Gabbert, and his two brothers that rescued four people out of the water. Wow. No, did not see that, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, as soon as you get some action, right? Oh, <laughs> there it is. It's sort of like, uh, I guess since I got time on my hands, let me go save some people. Now, that's awesome. It's crazy to hear, man. Um, we'll... uh. We'll keep an eye on that for sure. Thank you, Leo. Appreciate the the heads up, man. Happy New Year to you and your family, Gus. Yep, for sure. Happy New Year to you as well. When we come back, the professor will rejoin us. Open phone lines as well. Continue to talk about some of our questions of the day. Give us some New Year's resolutions you'd like to see the Saints and Pelicans have. Pelicans taking on the 76ers. So, Pels fans, I'll take your calls on that. LSU Tulane fans, I'm not going to talk to you again before the bowl game because it's Monday. What do you think of your team's chances of winning, and what do you want to see? Let's talk about Sports Hangover and ESPN New Orleans. Water safety tips from Riley John's Boo Boo Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use, as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. 5. Check the water first if a child goes missing. 6. Stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number 7. Swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. You can't pay a guy the type of money that you paid to Kyler Murray and not be able to protect him, not be able to understand what to u- how to utilize him. This is the National Football League. This is not SMU playing Texas Tech. This is not Lubbock, Texas. This is the National Football League. When you have a quarterback that you pay this type of money to and he is your running back, essentially, what you have him doing on third and fourth down is go try to get us the first down, run around. No adjustments. He looks lost at times as a head coach on the sideline. He is in over his head. I'm not calling for the man's job. It ain't my job to call for his job. But I do know that Steve Wilkes got fired after one year. You never gave him an opportunity that you've given Cliff Kingsbury and you extended him another five years at close to $6 million a year. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. It's Gus Kattengell with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or the Enview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. And you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. All right, 800-998-1003 in the upper cervical family chiropractic hotline. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, you know, Joel Embiid um, a year ago had this to say about New Orleans and it being a basketball city propels talk. On Twitter, tweeting this earlier, just uh, he says it's a reminder going into tonight's game. Joel, uh, I mean, I was actually playing uh, the first game in New Orleans, and I was looking around. I'm like, I'm looking around first game of the season, and there was really no one in the seats. And then I'm like, 
man, it would be it would be hard for me uh, to play in this type of city because you know I wanna I wanna play you know where you know people care, they're passionate. Uh, you know, they come to games and support you. They're gonna let you know, you know, when they're not happy. And you know, and for me, I've always said it. It makes me better. Uh, and I get it. You know, I I don't think he was being disrespectful or negative towards the city from this standpoint. He was right. Now, you have to have reasons to show up. You have to have reasons to to do that. And I get that. And in, in a town that's not the Jazz, Portland, where the NBA is the team, winning is going to get butts in the seats, right? I mean, it just is what it is. We had seen it in the past when Chris Paul and the Crescent City Connection were going. We had seen it in the past when AD finally got this team into the postseason and they sweep the Blazers with Drew. And you had seen it, but you always had, whether it was dysfunctionality, bad just management with it, not getting fully behind it and supported. And again, which is why I say the day that AD said that's all folks was the best day that this franchise has had because it forced the organization to look within. It had to do the old proverbial look in the mirror. Why is somebody turning down 200 million of my dollars? Is it that bad here? Are we doing things that bad where somebody goes, no, thanks. To two hundred million dollars that are guaranteed, it forced Gail Benson to go say, "Okay, we have to run the basketball franchise as a basketball franchise by basketball people and invest in it." The medical side, the front office side, you name it, and then it's up to those people to make good decisions. But so I get it, and I'm not. I'm not bitter towards Joel. He's not wrong. Because you do want to play there. And look, he's not saying anything that Trey Murphy hasn't said. Trey Murphy, a couple games ago, said it post-game. I might even play the bite. Where he's like, look, man, I remember when I was here, they didn't have fans. And now there is fans. So, yeah, winning matters. And all of that. But... I think that's the thing that that really stands out to me is that you hear the highlights. You have been to these games as of late. And again, the January 6th game against the Nets is sold out. Andrew Lopez, who joined us earlier, said the game before that, Houston, which is the next home game after tonight, almost already a sellout. Lower bowls already sold out. Only upper decks available now for the rest of the season. Tonight sold out. It. You're seeing it. But it all goes back to the fact that this year you can say, hey, man, it's Zion and what, what his team's doing. But it started organically, and it started with nothing to do with him. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful, but you know what I'm saying. Like, the team fell in love, and the city fell in love with the team without Zion last year. They fell in love with Herb. They fell in love with Jose. They love Trey. They like B.I., C.J. Oh, oh, by the way, Zion's here now. I mean, that, that like that's, I think, what really stands out to me. But it's crazy. I mean, look, he's right. Joel Embiid's right. Friends and family. That's basically what the crowd was like, right? Friends and family. And then you hear the crowd from, you know, this past game. And now a steal. Zion. Front court Z. Dunk it in. Dunk it in. He took it away from McDaniels and he flushed it. With two hands and his place has come apart. Cajun Goat, sir, how are you this afternoon? Good, uh, happy holidays and I guess happy new year to you. Lakers are doing great and my Lakers are doing bad. <laughs> and, uh, seven foot, seven foot four, three point shooting Frenchman on the way, baby. Oh, you know, I, after this, uh, this game Wednesday, I come in, I, I couldn't sleep, dude. I, I was just so jacked up. So, my wife is off this week, so she's up, and I'm telling her about, you know, the best thing about it is <laughs> there's this dude who's like 7'4", so I'm showing her highlights <laughs> on Bayama, and she's like, who is this guy? I'm like, 
the the guy that every single franchise in the NBA wants next year. And dude, what's oh crazy is that dude, then I got carried away. I'm texting Graf. It's like twelve thirty five. He's like, dude, stop texting me. I'm like, but you could put him on the wing. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm devising why, how you use this guy. You know, I'm like, it's just it's crazy. I'm like, dude, we're gonna it's gonna be the LeBron speech, not one, not two, not three, not four. I mean, oh, dude, it, it, it's it, it's nuts, man. But but that's where we are, man. It, it's great to sort of kind of come full circle, right? Just a year ago, a year ago, that, that's that's an NBA player going, dude, this, it's tough to play there. It's it's a morgue. It's quiet. And now, dude, we're going to get to a point where it's going to be hard to find tickets. Oh, for sure. And and Gus, I'm telling you now, if you was in that arena and, 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 and Zion gets that steal and he makes that dunk and the explosion that went on, and that just, that just sealed more season ticket holders for people that was that first time at the game. I agree. Because – I don't care. Even when the Pelicans were losing, I prefer going to Pelican games over Saints games. And I, I know that's, uh, I know that's Greek around here, but I'm just saying, you know, it's like, I, I just like it. It's, it's a faster pace. It's really enjoyable. It's a great atmosphere, uh, to go to a Pelicans game. But then when you can put the product on the floor with that, right. man, that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's the selling point, Gus. And, so people are saying, you know, about the arena not being sold and that, the, that New Orleans can't handle it. No, New Orleans just wants to go watch a great product. And you got to sell that product first, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team was always up and down and crazy stuff going on. But now that you have consistency, you're going to start seeing the fans. And like you said, it's going to be hard to get a ticket. That place is going to be sold out all the time. Well, and, but uh, and, as and far and as the Pelicans, quickly, I, I, I like the conversation have... you had earlier real quick right. about, about the uh, – the trade stuff. Yep. I'm like you, Gus. I'm I'm sitting fast. I'm not I'm not trading anybody. I don't feel like you're going to bring anybody on this team that's going to when you get rid of what you have to get rid of to get what you got to get is going to be better than what you have. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, unless you're getting an all star. <clears throat> well, and again, if you're getting an all star, an all stars don't come cheap. And then you have to integrate exactly. that. And then you have to do all these different, I, like, like, I guess is, you know, it's what I said earlier. I, I get the excitement. I do. And, and I think it's going to be one of the hardest things for the organization and them to sort of do as well. And I understand there, there, there is a, a sense of, well, these opportunities don't come around very often. And I, that's very true. Right. And again, it's December. We don't even know. I mean, this team may be fourth, fifth, sixth or seventh. You know, by the time March comes, I don't think so, but you don't know. But that, that's the gamble of the trade deadline. You got, you know, about two months before the end of the season. You have to project. Are you a team that can contend? And, and my thing is right now, we've seen some lineup issues and some things that you have to worry about with teams like Utah. You know, Denver was a heck of a battle. We're about to see him again. Let's see. M- Memphis is a team that man can go toe to toe with you and, and they have an attitude. So, what exactly do they have that you don't have? I mean, I just there's still a lot that I have to see, especially because Brandon Ingram hasn't played yet. So I, I just I I want to see this year where I'm at, how far I go, how did I wind up losing in the playoffs that that got me eliminated? Was it lack of this, lack of that? What 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 is it? So I can target it, and I still may target it in the off season because to your point, I may have that Laker pick. I think I'm going to have free agents that want to come here. I, I just – and I, I don't know if I want to disrupt a chemistry that I have right now where right now I don't know if my guys are going to be healthy next week. You know what I mean? Larry Nance goes up for a play, gets hit in the head. Like, let me not play today. Didn't practice yesterday. So, but, well, who's filling in for him? It's Hayes. Well, what if I had just traded him? Then who's filling in for him, you know, if I traded for a guard? So I almost feel like right now the roster is built – that if someone gets injured or someone has to miss a game because of an illness, they have somebody they can put in place that is comparable. If that makes sense to you, Jack. I mean, uh, yeah, it does. It does because across the board, if you look at your four bigs, I mean, there's not that big of a fall off when you use one or the other. Uh, especially with Jackson picking up his play. You know, I know Jackson is kind of like false pretenses because he could be great one day and not great the next, but. Right now, he's being great, and that's all you need him to do. It's not like you're asking him to come in and be a starter. It's not like you're asking him to do those things every night because he may not play one night. So 
you know, it's 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 nice to think about. Oh, well, you can add this guy, add that guy, but when you're adding guys, you're you're getting rid of guys. And I feel like if you look at this team, you got a half. If you were to split them in half, you got half the team that are scores, and you got half the team that's total can be defensive players of the year. Right. And do you want to get rid of that? Do you want to get rid of the guys that 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 we always talked about Gus, uh, guys having roles. I think everybody on this team knows their role. And uh, that that's something we haven't had, and that's why we're winning. And you also got to look at we're a young team, and that player development's been really great. <laughs> guys are starting to knock shots down that you wasn't expecting to knock shots down. And that's why you're first place in the West. Because you got guys that improved over the offseason. Mm-hmm. No, I mean to your point, player development. I mean that's that that that's the key to me. You know, where you're not spending um, a ton of draft capital, financial capital, things out of nature, right? So, like I said, man, I I'm all about uh, seeing what you have a little bit. You know, I mean that's just me. I, like I said, if if you legitimately are sitting here though in a month's time, and I think you have month, I think you have January. Before you have to start making some decisions here, but you're, you know, you're starting to smoke some people. And Bi is back. Let's see. I don't know. Maybe you just keep it because if you are yeah. doing it, then why that, would you touch it? You know, that, that's the whole thing, Gus. You haven't seen this team totally together, right. and yet they're at the top of the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen a total Pelican team yet, and they're at the top of the Western Conference. And you want to trade people? Doesn't make any sense to me. I hear KG go Happy New Year to you, bud. And keep it rolling. Happy New Year to you. Thank you, bud. You too, brother. Flock up. Yes, I love that. Hour three next on ESPN New Orleans. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close